This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. feel the presence of the Lord. You know, I remember years ago going down the road in a big old entertainment coach. We'd come out of a concert where you just felt the presence of the Lord and we'd carry it back to the bus and be in the lounge of the bus. And I remember driving down the road, down the interstate, and I could hear the continual praise in the back behind me in the lounge of the bus and mom and dad would be back there just praising God. It would just fill the atmosphere. It'd fill up inside the bus. It was just a peace. Somebody says, well, I don't, I don't know that I've ever felt that peace. Well, you can. Yeah, you can feel that peace. <coughs> if you were here this morning, you'd feel that peace. Yeah. You'd feel the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. <clears throat> The title of my message this morning is Using Our Gifts and Talents. Now, last Sunday, if you could turn me down just a little bit, I appreciate it. Now, last Sunday, we talked about advancing the kingdom of God. And in order to advance the kingdom of God, in order to accomplish what God wants out of our lives, and not just out of our lives, but accomplish what God wants to accomplish in the lives of others, then we're going to have to excel in using our gifts and talents. You say, well, Pastor Ron, how do we accomplish that? How do we advance? How do we go over into the promised land where the blessings and the favor of God flows on our lives? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because I want to answer that this morning. Turn with me, if you will, in your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, in verse 1, it says, Then he called his twelve disciples. He gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So the first thing that we recognize here out of the three things that are in these scriptures, is that number one is, he called them. Verse one, then he called. Look at your neighbor and say, you're called. We all have been called into the gospel of Jesus Christ to to minister the gospel. Someone might say, well, I'm not a pastor or I'm not a... I'm not a deacon or an elder or whatever in the church. Listen, more people have been won to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because of a testimony one-on-one out there in what we call the world at a gas pump at Walmart because they've either saw or heard Jesus in other people's lives. So we see the first thing is that Jesus called them. Now look at, ver- look at number two. He gave them power 
gave them power and authority. Now, what is that word? Power. We can say, or he equipped them. He gave them gifts and talents. All of us have been given gifts and talents. <clears throat> I don't know what your gifting is or, or your talents are. Some of you I do know. Because we've had the privilege of being around some of you for 13 years here. We've, we've seen your, your gifts and your talents. And we've seen how God has used them in the church. To grow the body of Christ. To grow the church. And number three, we see the, the third thing is that he sent them. Look in verse number two. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. You know, when the Holy Spirit comes into your heart when you receive him, the Holy Spirit... <clears throat> gives you these different gifts. You know, the Bible refers to gifts of healing. Gifts of prophecy. There's all kinds of different gifts. I don't, again, I don't know what your gifts are, but whatever your gifting is, it's to benefit the kingdom of God. It's to advance the kingdom of God. <clears throat> and this church... Passion Church can advance without your gifts and your talents. You say, well, I don't have much of a gift or my gifts and talents are very limited. Let me share a story with you. <clears throat> I always like to impart a story in a message, but I'm going to use my own self this morning. I believe Kelly used herself in the, one of the stories in one of our services and you'll notice that I read stories from different books to go along with the message. But I want to use myself as the story this morning. Now this story that I'm going to share on myself is not to pat me on the back, but it's to give you an example, a true life example of what God will do when you use what He's given you. It started out when I was about 14 years of age. My dad and my mom were in ministry of singing across the country. <clears throat> and dad bought me a set of drums. A beautiful set of drums. Had a bunch of cymbals and tom-toms and all kinds of stuff. And I started to play on those drums. And we started traveling. And, and the next thing we know, we went from doing little small revivals. And then we went to started doing larger revivals, and then we started doing the, the retreats. And so the venues got larger, and then the next thing we know, we're, from, we're going to large, large churches, and then to auditoriums, and then coliseums. Well, during that time, even though I started with my drums, that was my talent, that was my gifting. And I was using it to help mom and dad in the ministry. Well, as any group, and John would know this, having bands and being a part of bands and playing in a band, speaking of John, our sound man, if you're watching on social media, he runs our sound, does a tremendous job. Well, we would be, we would be in such sad shape without him, and we're so appreciative for Brother John. <clears throat> but as John would tell you, musicians come and go. Here today, gone tomorrow. Always searching for greener grass. And for other reasons, sometimes there's illness or sicknesses. So we had a bass player that left the group. And so 
they felt like in the group they really needed a bass player more than they needed a drummer. So they came to me. I'd never played the bass, Brother Lonnie, but I had to learn how to play the bass. But because I was used to being on stage, even though I was shy, <laughs> I would mount my cymbals so that you, you couldn't see me. I would get them up high so I could play. And I couldn't see, I couldn't see the thousands of people in the auditorium. And I didn't want them seeing me, but I wanted to play and use my talent. And so I've learned to play the drums. And, and I'm not boasting, but I learned to play sufficiently enough to be able to, to, to be used by the group. And then the next thing, we needed a bass player. So I stepped in and I started to learn how to play the bass. And I became efficient enough to be able to play the bass with the group. And I didn't have symbols to hide behind. Those symbols were my shield. <clears throat> but when I began to play the bass, I didn't have a shield. Do you see how God was moving me? Progressing me. And the next thing I know, <clears throat> my mom began to get arthritis in her hands, and she was our piano player. When they got to where she needed me to step in and play the piano, and we found a bass player, and we found a drummer. But now we needed somebody to play the piano. Well, they called on me. And now they wanted me to play. And then on top of learning to play, they wanted me to sing with them. <clears throat> and just trying to play the piano was hard enough. But now they wanted me to play and not just focus on playing and playing it right. Because we were on television, on a lot of television stations across the country. Because we would go in and do recordings. And they would send those, what they call tapes, into other stations. So you had to be on your money. You had to be spot on. Because it was a live recording. And so I'm trying to, pray, I'm trying to focus on just playing and playing good. But now they want me to sing and play. I'm saying that this morning is just because as I gave my gift to drums, God moved me and he gave me more. And he gave me a little bit more. And he began to move and gave me more. And then all of a sudden he called us in. He said, after we, mom and dad retired from the road and off of being in the uh, Christian entertainment industry or gospel music industry, we came off the road, and, and God opened doors for Kelly and I to be a minister of music. I remember our first church down in Fort Walton Beach, Florida, a church by the name of Calvary Tabernacle. Wonderful pastor, Dr. David Fleetwood. And around me were musicians. I remember a musician that played the organ, an organ player. His name was Jimbo, I believe. He was so good back then in the, in the 70s and 80s that Jimmy Swaggart had asked him to come and play for him. This guy was so good. And, and I felt so inadequate because I could hear him play and he could still also play the piano. But I still had to move forward into using my gifts. Then God moved me on and Kelly and I, from just being a minister of music, then he called us into pastoring into the Methodist organization. And we pastored for years. And God took us. And I remember when he took us to the first church that we actually pastored full time. We started off with maybe, what, 60, 70, 80 or something like on Something like that. And, uh, but within a several years, it grew to over how many? Two? A little over 200? And God was just blessing. Was he blessing you because of Ron and Kelly? Absolutely not. He was accepting the gift. 
We took the calling, the gifts, the talents, and he kept advancing us, moving us forward. So I'm here today to tell you, it doesn't matter how small you feel your gift and your talent is. We need your gifts and talents. And you will grow in God. And you'll go from glory to glory, as the Bible says. And if you really, people say, oh, I just want more of God. Use your gifts and talents. You'll get more of God. Because you'll become more dependent on God. Because he will stretch you and move you into areas that you never dreamed that you would go. He will move you forward. I want to share the story about how it's so important to use your gifts and talents. Look with me over in chapter 9 of Luke. Let's go over to verse 10 for just a moment. Now, we just got through reading how Jesus had called them. He empowered them. We're talking to the disciples. And he sent them. Now, after he did, they came back and they were excited. It says in verse 10, And the apostles, when they returned, told him all that they had done. They were sharing the goodness of God. When you begin to use your gifts and talent, whatever God has empowered you with... It will bring excitement in your life. Because you're going to see God doing more in your life through your gifts and talents than you ever dreamed possible. And let's just read on. And he took them and he went aside privately into the desert place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. And the people, when they knew it, they followed him and they received them. And they spake unto them of the kingdom of God in healing them that had need of healing. And when the day began to wear away... Then came the twelve and said unto him, Send the multitude away, that they may go into the towns and the country round about and lodge and get victuals, for we are here in a desert place. But he said to them, You give them something to eat. (laughs) Now I want you to see something. They had just been empowered. They had just used it. They came back telling Jesus how good and great things God had done. Now God says to them, you feed them. Isn't it amazing how when you use your gifts and talents, God's going to stretch you. He said, you feed them. And they said, now... (laughs) If this is not human nature, it doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or not. This will seep into you. We have only five loaves and two fishes. But if you like, we'll go into town and we'll buy. As long as Judas hasn't gotten all the money out of the bag. Hello. But in the Jesus Ministry Association... They must have known Jesus had some money in there or else they wouldn't have even suggested, let's go get some. Let's go buy some. Jesus was not broke. If you read the scriptures, it said there were people that supported his ministry. They supported him. Because when when God calls you to do something, he's going to provide the income to fulfill it. He always has. But they said to him, well, we've only got... Does this sound familiar maybe to you? 
well, Lord, I, I, I don't know that I can do that. I, after all, my talents, my gifting is so limited. <clears throat> but you know, I'm just going to read on here. And when it says, but he said to them, give them to eat. And they said, when verse 13, we have no more but five loaves and two fishes. He said, we should go and buy meat for all the people. For there were about 5,000 men. Now, you know, when you read that passage of Scripture, there's a reason you and I would do the same thing. I've seen super, what I would consider super spiritual people would fold under that. We have faith, but my goodness, we saw the, we saw the, the people that were sick. We saw them get healed after you empowered us. And we've seen you use us, but now you're, you're, really, you're really stepping way out there, Jesus. There's over 5,000 people to feed. And after all, let's just be honest. Five loaves and two fishes. I mean, come on. Is, that's a reality. And so oftentimes, we look at the reality. But God says it's impossible to please me without faith. And this is what he said. <clears throat> and he said to his disciples, make them sit down by fifties in a company. And they did so, and they made them sit down. And he took the five loaves and the two fishes. Now, this is what Jesus did. He took the five loaves and the two fishes. He takes your talent, be it big or small, in your eyes, he takes it. And he blesses it. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. When God blesses your gifts and your talents, Amen. the sky's the limit as to what you can do. Amen. But he's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. It says that he blessed them. And he broke and gave it to the disciples to set before the multitude. Was it overflowing when he gave it to them? It just said he blessed it and gave it to them. What multiplied into the disciples' hands? The bread and the fish. Can't you just see them walking around with their basket? And they're giving it out. And just about the time it gets a little bit low, all of a sudden it just, some more just kind of falls in there. It never ran out. They're just walking around. Why? Every time you're using your gifts and your talents, just about the time you think you're at the end of your rope, there ain't no more. All of a sudden, ooh, there comes some more. There comes some more. Just about the time that you don't feel the strength and your ability to accomplish what God has called you to do, you will feel a thrust of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Pushing you forward. Filling up your cup. Not just filling up your cup. But running over your cup. <clears throat> Glory to God. Woo. Oh, I'm feeling the preach. Sister Susan said I could preach a little longer than my normal, normal time. She said she was used to a little longer messages. It may be just a little bit longer, but not much longer. Because I feel the preach on me this morning. But what did it say? 17, verse 17 and they did eat and were all filled. And there was taken up fragments that remained to them. Twelve baskets. Let me explain these baskets for you. These weren't these little bit of uh, what you call Easter egg hunt baskets. That you give to the kids. 
These were the baskets of the story. You remember the story where they said that they let the Apostle Paul over the side of the wall by the city. These baskets were big enough to put a man in and put the lid on it. Twelve baskets. Now, I know that some of that fragment, some of the leftover probably went to the young boy that gave because that was his tithe. That was his offering into the ministry of Jesus Christ to feed the multitude. Yes, he probably got, he probably got, I'm sure he got more than 10%. I'm sure he maybe got more than a 30-fold blessing. I'm sure that he got at least a hundredfold blessing because he was moved by God to give his five loaves and two fish. But you know what? There was a lot there for them disciples to take home. A lot. God multiplied it. But I want to share this with you. The five loaves and the two fishes was a gift to the, to the multitude from the disciples. Think about that for just a minute. Your gift, your talents, is your gift from God to the multitude. Who is the multitude? It's the world out there. You may say, well, <clears throat> I can't go into all the world. Have you ever heard somebody make the statement, boy, that person just lives in their own world. Have you ever heard that? They just live in their own world. That's the world. That's the world that we're to go into. All of that world. The world that has the troubles and the hurts and all the issues that's going on in America today. So the five loaves and the two fishes was the gift from the apostles or the disciples to the multitude. But it's the multitude that's the gift to the disciples. Did you hear that? <clears throat> the gift of the food that the disciples gave to the multitude, that was their gift to them. But the multitude was a gift to the disciples. Let me explain why. Because the multitude was what enabled the disciples to see that God could multiply their little. The world out there is your multitude. And they are your opportunity and they are your gift. To show you how God can take your little bit. What you may think is a small gift and talent. And God will multiply it. So when you see somebody on your way out today or sometime this week. And you're looking around and you see and you feel drawn to share your testimony. You remember they're a gift to me. Because they are going to demonstrate how big God really is. Not just to them, but to you. I have been able and blessed to be able to see God stretch me and show me and to prove to me that God was bigger than I ever dreamed possible. Much bigger than I ever dreamed possible. So I encourage you this morning, use your gifts and talents. We need your gifts and talents here at Passion Church. And if you're watching online today, I want you to know we need you to come be a part of us. To be a part of this group of people. 
Are we a perfect people? Absolutely not. I'm not a perfect pastor. But Jesus, the perfect one, has come into our hearts and lives. And he is little by little perfecting us. Growing us up. And we're growing together. And we're growing together because we're learning from each other. We're learning together. Iron sharpens iron. I need, listen to this, I need what you have to offer. And this is not being boastful. I need what you have to offer. And I need the opportunity, and I'm appreciative for the opportunity to share my gifts and my talents to you. But I need you to share your gifts and talents, not just to the world, but with Kelly and I as well. And you do that by being here and using your gifts and talents and taking them and using them to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not just in here, but outside these walls. And I'm going to share something with you this morning in closing. Your opportunity to fill these seats, I can't fulfill that. Oh, I can share. I can lead people to Jesus, and you can too. It's really very simple. And if you don't know how, get with me and I'll share with you how simple it is. Or listen as we give the invitation today. It's a very simple thing to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. To lead people to Christ. It's very simple. But let me say this. Your part is to share your testimony. God has done something good for each one of you. He has done something good. God has done something good for each one of you. I don't have time today to stand before you, but I could share for a long time how God has blessed my family. <clears throat> I could share stories of miracles, of being on the road over the years and watching God supply need after need after need for me and my family. Amen. Opening doors, putting diesel in the tanks of our, of our buses or our vans or our vehicles that we traveled in. Putting us up for places to sleep when there was no end. I could go on and I could go on and on. God wants to perform so much in our lives. He wants to show out. Not just show up, but He wants to show out. You say, well, we felt His presence here this morning. He showed up here. He showed up here today. He sat on our worship. And those of you watching on social media... We want you to come and experience God showing up on our worship and your worship as well as you worship with us together. God sees your gift and He wants to use it. There's a lot of hurting. There's the outcast, the lonely, the hungry out there. I don't want to stand before my Heavenly Father when it's all said and done and I draw the last breath and he says to me, Ron, there's some of them that didn't make it is because you didn't witness. I want to be able to get there and hear him say, thou good and faithful servant whom I'm well pleased. I want to be able to go in and say, look at all of those. It's because you shared your testimony. No, these aren't the ones that you preach to. 
No, these are the ones that you told them. Can I just tell you how good God's been to me? Can I tell you the greatest miracle? If you're waiting on the greatest miracle, and if you're born again this morning, I'm going to tell you the greatest miracle has already happened to you. The greatest miracle is the miracle of Jesus Christ coming into your heart and your life. You have a story to tell. And it's time we go and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. These seats are empty. Some of these seats are empty. They got your name on them. The names of the people that need to be sitting here listening and going and growing in God. So they too can share their testimony. I'm excited about what God's going to do. I don't know about you, but there has been, a, there's been an atmosphere of excitement, expectation in here. These last couple of weeks, I have felt it. I felt it when I walked in this morning. You know what that expectation is? The same one that's, has that, that God has in his heart. I want to see this place full of people that have come to the saving knowledge of my son, Jesus Christ. That's what he's looking for. Everything changes when you put your little bit in God's hands. If you're watching here today, as we're closing, as you're watching here today, or those of you on social media, you say, well, I have tuned in, or I'm, I have felt the presence of the Lord, and I would like to have that presence in my life. You can. All you have to do is pray a prayer with me today. I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer. I invite you to pray this prayer with me today. And if you're in here today, and you do not know this Jesus Christ I'm talking about, who wants to give you gifts and talents, who wants to come and regenerate you, bring, a, bring forth a new birthing of you in, in, in Christ, I ask you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you the Lord of my life. If you've just prayed that prayer, you just received Jesus as your personal Savior. I told you earlier in the message today, it's a really simple thing to lead someone into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And if you received Jesus this morning, those of you on social media, if you just prayed that prayer, the greatest miracle has just happened to you. The greatest miracle. Now, God doesn't perform a miracle for you to just to sit on it. He wants you to share it. Show the world what Jesus coming to your life has meant to you. Praise the Lord. Now, we ask you, for those of you watching with us this morning, if you did receive Christ as your personal Savior, we want you to be able to contact our church. We have some literature for you. We want you to take that literature and read it, study it. It's going to help you with your walk with Jesus Christ. So until next time, God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church. Thank you.